Well, hello there. I am looking forward to chatting with you today about how to stop wondering what is for dinner. This topic came up through a funny series of events like often happens in my life. I was talking with some friends, food came up as it does, and a couple of different people were saying the same things, which made me think there is someone out here who needs to hear that you don't need to be wondering what's for dinner every single night. You don't need to be scrambling. And if you want to not be wondering what's for dinner every night and you want to not be in an din endless dinner scramble, it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be complicated. And you don't have to drive yourself crazy meal prepping and meal planning every single thing to make it happen. And today I'm going to tell you how. Hi there, I'm Amy. I'm a mom, a natural food chef, and the host of the Feel Good Family Food Podcast. Just like you, I have more to do in a day than could possibly get done. And kids who say their favorite foods are things like... Gummy bread. Pretzel, of course. Mazuki. Ice cream, yummy. On this podcast, I'm using my 10 years of professional food experience plus real-world nutrition to help real parents more easily feed their families healthy food more often. Stick with me for tips, tricks, and actionable steps to start feeling good about feeding your family. So the couple of friends that I talked to, I'm going to tell you this story because I think it will resonate with some of you the way that this topic came about. So one friend was basically like, I am just so tired of trying to figure out every week what to make for dinner. Feels like this should be easier. There should be someone who can do this for me. I just, I don't know what to make. I'm annoyed. I try to ask my husband. He doesn't know what I should make. And then we start the next week and the same thing happens over and over again. The second is a friend who's been a mom for a lot longer than I have. And she just had this funny saying, and she was like, I keep wondering when it's going to get easier, but I've had these kids for 15 years and I still find myself scrambling to make dinner, scrambling to figure out what's for dinner. And then being annoyed at the mess that I've made and what the kids did or didn't eat every single night over and over and over again. And I know I have a lot of folks who listen who are parents of younger kids, but I use this story to illustrate that like it doesn't get any easier unless you take some steps to make it easier. This cooking thing isn't something that all of us are good at. It's not something we're thinking about all the time. And it's not even necessarily something that we learned growing up. And so what I want to offer you today are some ideas around how you can stop the cycle of consistently wondering and being annoyed by the question of what's for dinner tonight. I'm going to start with something I shared in a recent podcast episode, but I think you might need to hear it again, which is that structure creates freedom. When it comes to cooking, when it comes to running your house, it's something that I'm working on right now, although you can't tell by some of the mess that you might be able to see behind me if you're watching this on YouTube. But I'm working on creating structures that give me the freedom to have time and energy and brain space to focus on the things that actually matter to me instead of picking up kids' toys. The same is true with cooking. The problem that most of us struggle with this what is for dinner question is because there are too many options. I think last I checked, there are like over, I don't want to even give you a number. I feel like there were like 6 billion recipes on. Google. And if you go to Pinterest, you can get a million dinner ideas just by putting in this what's for dinner question. Um, when I searched to do some keyword research for this episode, which is like a business side of things, one of the more common questions is like, what the bleep is for dinner tonight? So I know that you're frustrated. 
And I've been frustrated too. I've been in that space where I'm like, oh my goodness, there are just so many options. And I go to the grocery store and I could buy any fruit in any season at any time. And we don't have these natural structures that might have dictated what we were going to make in the past. And I'll give you a few examples of what those structures may have looked like. So in a time where we didn't get berries from South America all year long, uh, the natural availability of foods would have dictated what was for dinner in any season. And of course, we all know this with like weather, you're probably not eating chili yet if it's warm near you like it is near me. All of these things create a natural structure for us to make less decisions, to more hone in on what the right thing for dinner is and a lot of other things. But let's focus on dinner right now. So that would be step one. There's like so much availability of things. And that is one of the things that's making it hard. The second example of natural structures that would have made this question less challenging is if you look at like traditional Italian cooking, one of the things that the Italians are fantastic at, and most traditional cultures are naturally fantastic at, is using what they have on hand. So you wouldn't be wondering what's for dinner tonight because you would be taking the tomato sauce that you made the night before and turning it into a soup because nothing is going to waste. And because we don't operate in that same structure now, we have all of the options available to us. We have all of the produce, we have all of the options, we have food from everywhere, and we could buy frozen or get takeout or go to fast food or make it ourselves. And so we don't have these structures that naturally would have limited this decision-making process in the past. Not to mention that you wouldn't have been cooking Asian food or Mexican food or any of those things. You'd be cooking your own cultural foods. Enough about the reasons that all of this confusion exists. You probably already know that it is frustrating and you've maybe thought about why it's frustrating. Let's talk about how to fix it. So how can you create structures that will help you stop wondering what is for dinner? I'm going to offer you three ways plus a bonus one today. And then I'm going to tell you how you can find out more, which I'm really excited about. So three ways that you can create a structure so that you can stop wondering what is for dinner tonight. The first is to use the structure of your week as the structure for your meals. So a tip that I love is to sit down with your partner or your kids or your whole family at the beginning of the week and bring a calendar with you of all of the things that you have going on and decide what nights are we having dinner here? Like, What nights are we making dinner? What is the realistic amount of time that we'll have to make that dinner? And then to layer in, okay, what are we going to have for dinner that night? So if I'm thinking about my upcoming week, on Tuesday, we have a soccer clinic for my son, essentially like soccer practice for kindergartners. It runs from four to five. Five is when I usually start making dinner. I'm carding two kids, so I know that we're not going to be home till 5.30. So Tuesday night is going to become a hands-off dinner for me. That means we could eat out, but probably what I'm going to do instead is layer that in as a meal that I can make ahead of time. So I might make slow cooker green chili chicken tacos. I'll share the recipe for that in the show notes. Uh, at cookingwithfullplate.com slash what is for dinner. Um, but I might eat green chili chicken tacos and then all I have to do is heat up some corn tortillas and put everything out on the table and dinner will be ready. So to repeat that, the first way that you can create some structure for yourself, reduce the amount of decisions you have to make about what is for dinner is to look at your calendar, decide whether you need dinner that night, like dinner you're going to make, 
decide how much time you have to do it and then use that as your structure for deciding what to actually make. And then you can also like go to Pinterest and be like 15 minute salad um, and use that as your guide, but with a little bit more guidelines than just like easy, healthy dinner, which is going to get you millions of results. The second way I like to create structure is to create a structure of the types of meals you have each night. We were actually just having this discussion in my house. We love doing homemade pizza. I make a really awesome, if I must say so myself, sourdough pizza recipe, which is actually from Josie Baker Bread. If you want to look it up, it's not my own unique creation. So we do this sourdough pizza dough and we haven't done it since we moved. And so we were just talking last night with the kids, like what night should be pizza night? Because once I know it's pizza night, then I don't need to make any more decisions about what's for dinner. I might decide to make a little bit of a different salad. I might decide on different toppings, but I'm not deciding from all the options in the world about what's for dinner on Friday nights, which is the night we settled on. Likewise, we decided on date night that the kids can have macaroni and cheese with some vegetables and fruit on the sides. Cool. Now, one, I don't have to answer my kids when they can have macaroni and cheese again because it's always on date night. And two, um, I know that I don't need to plan an easy meal for that night because I've already pre-made the decision and I just need to do a couple things to get it ready. This mental energy that we spend mulling over the decisions instead of just like making them and doing them is what is contributing to the feeling that food is taking up so much of our time. So help yourself get out of that decision mode in the show notes, cookingwithfullplate.com slash what is for dinner. I'm going to give you a template that I use to create that structure so that you can layer this in for yourself if this types of meals approach is interesting to you. Pizza, macaroni and cheese, uh, tacos. Maybe the tacos look different every night. Sometimes they're chicken, sometimes they're beef, sometimes they're turkey, but Tuesday is taco night, whatever it might be. And that actually leads me to the third way that you can create structure that's going to give you freedom from this question of what's for dinner, thinking about it all the time, which is plan in a different kind of cuisine that you have every night. So if your family is adventurous eaters, we love Thai food and Italian food and Mexican food, but I don't necessarily want to eat Mexican food multiple times a week. So one of the ways that I've used in the past is to actually just decide like, okay, on these nights, we have Mexican food. On this night, we do Asian food. And then when I go to Pinterest to get some ideas, as one might, or when you go to cookiewithfullplate.com to get some ideas, whatever, wherever it might be that you get your ideas, then you can type in like healthy Chinese food, and then you might find an instant pot beef and broccoli. And now you can layer that into your calendar. The other cool thing about this cuisine approach, or even the types of meals approach, is you can easily plan a type of cuisine or a type of meal for each night of the week with your family, sit them down, have them decide like, Tuesdays are Mexican night, whatever it is, and write all those down and then use the approach of looking back at your calendar and saying like, actually, we're not home on Tuesday this week, so I'm going to cross that one out. Cool. Now you have even more variety in the foods that you're eating because some weeks you might miss Italian night and some weeks you might miss Mexican night. And now you're not eating the same things over and over and over again, which is a common thing that I've been hearing from you, which is like, let's get out of this food rut. So use this structure this pre-planned structure that you can get your family in on and their agreement on to help you get out of your food ruts, to stop wondering what's for dinner tonight, and to stop spending so much time trying to meal plan so that you can spend some of that time and energy and brain space cooking the meals, getting yourself ready and prepared ahead of time so that you're not in this dinner time scramble, and then use the time that's left over from having 
some more time and space for that to do something else that you love. For goodness sake, I know you have something you love. You want to do more of it, right? Do that with your time. So as always, my goal is to give you back more time so that you can do the things you love while still feeling great about feeding your family. In that vein, I'm really excited to be offering my first ever free webinar for you this week. Uh, I am going to be talking all about six ways to cook faster, healthier meals. So this idea of meal planning structure is one of the things that I'll cover in that webinar, but I have some other awesome tips for you if you feel like dinner time is just such a scramble and you want to feel better about how and what you're feeding your family. You can pop on over to cookingwithafullplate.com slash fast meals. If you want to learn more about this webinar, get signed up. If you can't show up at the time that it's running, I am going to send you the replay. So no worries, but make sure you get on the list to get these six ways to cook faster, healthier meals. It is all of the knowledge that I've gained over years of being a parent, years and years and years of working in professional food, plus like lots of time and money spent on food and culinary school and all of those things. And I'm giving it to you for free in this webinar. Again, that's at cookingwithfullplate.com slash fast meals. I hope to see you there. I'm really excited to be talking more about this fast, healthy meal stuff, because like I said, I just want to give you back more time. I want you to spend less time worrying and stressing and cleaning and all the things that aren't bringing you joy and satisfaction and aren't even making your family healthier, right? So I hope you'll join me for that. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And I look forward to talking to you again next Tuesday or on one of the webinars this week. Take care.